Hey guys, if you are wanting to start your own podcast and you want a super easy way to do it, I highly recommend Anchor. So you can download the free Anchor app. You can either go to anchor.fm or just search on your phone for Anchor app. And the reason that I love it is it's completely free. It's a way that you can record and piece together like different elements of your podcast, whether you're on like your phone or your computer. And then it like basically puts your podcast in all of the different places so like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then you can make money from it so you don't have to have like any minimum amount of listeners it's basically everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place for free so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and I hope you guys enjoy it have fun with it welcome to the spiritual rebels and misfits roundtable where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange, like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys, and we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Hey everybody, welcome back to the round table. Hi. So, <laughs> we wanted to introduce you to what to expect on today about this topic of bitches and witches. So what do you think would be important for people to know that clicked on this, clicked on this episode? Well, I think it, it, it's a really fun conversation uh, that has some pretty serious topics that kind of turned fun with the people we had on it. We had two amazing guests, Sarah and Crystal, and talking about the stigma behind both being a bitch and the stigma behind being a quote-unquote witch mm. and really breaking that down and giving our viewpoints and our experiences with it. And again, like the conversation dig off the rails in such a good way, though. <laughs> um, yes. So what, to tell you, really I wanted... No. no, I'm going to tell them about who our guests are. <laughs> I want them to know. I don't want to get like deep into it, but like, I just want to tell them like about our guests and then I'll tell them a little bit about what stood out. Um, but you're going to hear um, Sarah Garcia coming up first. So she is actually the owner of Natural and they do lashes and brows and organic skincare. And so she talks about her realization in this of like, wow, I'm a witch. And basically all the things that, um, her as a healer, how she's identified as a, as a healer and how all of these things can coexist um, and really kind of give you, you power and intention and focus in your work. And then how do you say Crystal's last name? See, I struggle with that too. I believe it's Vision. I know it's Crystal Vision. Yeah, V-I-S-O-N. Yeah, I we should have asked her that. But um, Crystal works with, she's an erotic blueprint um, guide, and she is somebody that works a lot with 
sexuality and helping people understand their own body and do the shadow work to remove the shame that's really been culturally kind of placed on us around our bodies and around pleasure and sexuality. And so um, Crystal is somebody that is, not only is she magical and fucking amazing, but she is someone that really talks about how she identifies as a witch, even really her negative reaction around the word bitch and how it just really resonates in her body and it feels really yucky. Um, so yeah, I would just say that we go a lot of places in this episode. Um, I feel like it's even, I really wanna actually encourage you, like if you are having a negative reaction to either of these words, you should listen because there's a lot for you to let go of here. There's there's an invitation here for you to see something differently than what you are. So I hope you enjoy it. Anything else that you want people to know before they dive in? I, I just kind of want to like tap on the journey of getting there about how it's going on in our, our own life. You know, watching women be pushed out of their power by labeling them a bitch and not listening to them anymore. And also, you know, your own journey and my own journey with the word witch and mm -hmm. how it's mm -hmm. given this dark inkling and it's, you know, labeled as fat shit, crazy women or people that are into like some demonic arts and really dialing back and taking a look at that. So again, I think it was a really fun episode. I love our guests. Um, and yeah, I just enjoyed the conversation. And if you have any feedback, you know, hit us up and let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. We'll see you soon. Enjoy it. Da -da. <laughs> that means it's live. <laughs> I don't think it is. It is. It just said broadcast is live. It's a live 11. Well, let the launch confirm if it is. Now it says it for me. 16 seconds. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm professional. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> Go. So hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> this episode, we're just going to put it out there in bold in case you didn't know what we were talking about today. It's bitches and witches. So... Mm -hmm. We're gonna tell you before we bring in any of the guests, like what this is gonna be about for us. I feel like each guest and even between you and I, we're gonna have our own little probably like dialogue or thing that drew us to this topic, but what's here for you around bitches and witches? Well, what's here for me is kind of a, a combination of two things, uh, like your own kind of like realization or reaffirmation about like, the term witch and what it means and how there's a stigma to it. And, you know, what was like a year and a half ago when we we're out and about in our travels, talking about spiritual things, yeah. we're talking about the moon. I was like, Oh, we should get a witch's almanac. And you, back then you were yeah. like kind of hesitant towards it. And these last I was like, that doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> I remember saying that. I was like, <laughs> no, no. And, I don't care I, if you were raised Wiccan. I'm like, I'm not there for it. And I was like, okay. But like, <laughs> so in this like conversational the last couple of weeks, you have come through these, all these beautiful realizations. And for me, like I, I just was raised in it. So I've never had any big, like, you know, stipulations or weirdness about it. But on the yeah. other hand, the conversation I am really excited to have about, I'm excited to have that conversation as well, but yeah. about how it feels like society tries to pull women of power or label women of power 
as bitches or witches. If it's in the spiritual realm or it's anything, you know, not, you know, quote unquote vanilla Christian, it's a witchy and it's witch. And like, even like yeah. you've had experiences with you doing your, you know, your card reads and everyone's been like the devil. And then we look yeah. at you know, that come People up in my and, family have been like, that's dark sided or that shit out. Yeah, it's like, how dare I fucking tune into my intuition and my own internal wisdom by using some beautiful images? How dare I become powerful and think that I could source that from my own knowledge? It's crazy. Now you're being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing we want to talk about is uh, if women are assertive or they have opinions or they're leaders or they have yeah. a strong voice, they instantly become bitches. It's like that fucking mm -hmm. bitch or this bitch mm -hmm. that, and that the big stigma, right. you know, and the, like the spiritual world, wizards or like shaman or like, you know, medicine man, that's all respected, but witches, oh my God, creepy, double. Right? Oh yeah. my God, let's talk about that for a second because that, I, I honestly, I feel like I started to get kind of riled up in this because I'm just like, how, can people have this view, this very kind of like, oh, like that is evil reaction to a witch when the male counterpart of being a wizard is seriously fucking celebrated in our, you know, everyone's like, I'm Gryffindor, I'm this, and I'm gonna pretend to have a walk. But then it's like, if anyone even associates with cards or anything like that, that they're they're labeled as being something that is is like bad or, evil and i mean i feel like there is so much like kind of wrapped up in that but that was like a really big thing for me is just seeing how our like culture holds things associated with the masculine versus the, the feminine power and, and that's totally what i've i've seen all my life and I've always, all my life, been surrounded by powerful women. It's been one of the great blessings of my life. Like, as a young child, you know, my mom was cray-cray. She's a very powerful <laughs> woman. And then even though you're a cray-cray, you've been my best friend all my life, and you're a powerful woman, and I'm surrounded by powerful women in recovery. And instantly, if they get too loud or step out of line or want too much, or they're like even managers that I've worked for, you know, for this from being in the business world, if they're assertive, you know, if a man's assertive, like, wow, he's a really powerful man. He's a power player. And if a woman's assertive, she's a fucking bitch. You know, what a bitch. Mm -hmm. And it's why, yeah. why do we go right. there, you know? And I know a lot of, well, I assume not a lot of men are watching this to begin with. A lot of men are going to scoff at that. A lot of women are going to be, like, too afraid to, like, touch the topic. But the two people we have joining us today, they ain't afraid to touch shit. So I think it's going to be a really interesting <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I I'm feel thinking. like, I mean, I tend to not like attract the type of people that are ultra masculine, even the women that are like more in tune with the masculine side. Although there have been some clients that I feel like they need sort of like a, they want kind of desire this balancing out. And so we tend kind of tend to go for the polar opposite. But I feel like even the men that like, I work with or have friendships with that they usually have more access to the feminine because we all have both. And I feel like those are the type of people that we tend to really appreciate, right? Even in our circle of friends are the ones that are really celebrating the feminine sides of the personality that sometimes they're kind of witchy. Sometimes they're kind of bitchy. Sometimes they're just weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we really celebrate that in people. 
Well, I mean, like I have a lot of straight males in my life that I absolutely adore and love. Like I don't even really have a lot of gay friends in my life, to be quite honest. But I have a lot of straight male friends that ain't, a t ain't afraid to like tap into that feminine side. They're not threatened. Their masculinity is not threatened, you know, yeah. but there is that stigma out there. And then like the bigger stigma of like, if a woman wants too much, she's, you know, possessed by like, you know, really getting after a goal, she's a bitch, you know? And then like, if in the spiritual realm, like if you're into cards and like, but like, there's the hot topic side of it where like crystals are cool now and stuff like that, but don't go too dark, <laughs> don't go too deep, you know? And it, just to break down the Wiccan understanding I was raised with, okay, just real quick. Yeah. It's never had anything to do with the devil. Okay, like, and again, I'm not gonna be an expert on this. I just was raised in this. I'm probably gonna stick my foot in my mouth at some point. Never had anything to do with the devil. It had to do with the power and the vibrations and the understandings of this universe, of nature, of plants, of herbs and crystals. And now crystals, are, they've kind of become hip and groovy, but that's pretty much what Wiccan energy is to me and that your words have powers and that there's all kinds of great forces out there that you can tap into. And it's always been for good in my upbringing. So I just want to make that clear. That's been my understanding. That's been what I had the privilege of seeing when I was growing up. So that's what I consider a witch is someone that really taps into the, the harmony, the power of nature, of trees, of, you know, saying words out loud, the vibrations of crystals, you know, oh, this plant really vibrates with this, you know? And so yeah. that's been my understanding. But the minute you say witch, people are like, oh my God, A, she's fucking crazy. And B, <laughs> <laughs> and B she's probably fucking evil. Right? Spell on me. <laughs> I don't hang out with her. Yeah, no, and I'm glad. I feel like it's good that we're sort of um, defining this, especially because you guys, like, we have a podcast now. And so there's going to be people that are listening to this um, afterwards. And I feel like if we're bringing in a topic like this where a lot of people are carrying in different definitions of their understanding, their cultural um, programming. I should also say around what a, a bitch and a witch means because most of the time we did not come to our definition on our own. Um, I'm gonna have Solange drop into the comments as well um, our, if you, where you guys can follow us on Spotify. We'll be on Apple whatever you call it, podcast places soon when it uploads, but Spotify is where you can find us right now. Um, but I, I want to say something about you dancing around that people might disagree with you. Mm -hmm. If you and I are doing this and we are speaking our truth, there's going to be a lot of fucking people that disagree with us. And no matter what you do or how much research you've done, there's always going to be some other person that's had a different lived experience that thinks differently. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I feel like we just really need to let go of like, because if you ask someone, like even people that are like, have like, I have been a witch for 15 years of practicing hereditary. It's like, there's going to be so many different people on, with so many different lived experiences. And those people are going to have different takes on it. So I think we just really have to not care about that. <laughs> well, don't get it twisted, my girl. That. I really don't give a fuck at this point. <laughs> and yeah, that was kind of yeah. the disclaimer here. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I come here out of love. I come here out of growth. You know, this is mm -hmm. a space for everyone to be messy, talk about brilliant, beautiful ideas, empower one another. So if you don't like it, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. 
<laughs> so yeah, when we are talking about this energy today, um, I feel like bitches is, is like the powerful women, right? Bitches is like tapping into, sometimes I feel like the masculine power, like it, within sort of a, the shell of being a woman that like, sometimes that is the bitch. And I kind of want to reclaim that as well. And not because I, I did actually look that up and it's basically comparing a woman to a wild animal or a dog and be like, mm -hmm. she's a fucking bitch. Right. Then it is like, it's really, it's really calling on her wildness. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be like, thank you. I've really taken a long time to fucking decondition myself to be this wild to where you would call me a bitch. Yeah. Your kinky side's showing right now, Ashley. <laughs> we're going to get into that later. <laughs> with the sexual blueprint, we're going to be talking with Crystal about your kinky side is showing. Yeah, but I, I embrace the word bitch. Even when people try to like degrade me as a male man that has an opinion or a voice, like, you, you're a fucking bitch. I'm like, yep, I guess I am, you know? So, I mean, it's meant to be degrading. I think that women... You know, just like when people try to degrade my sexuality at this time, like it is what it is. You know, I think women should yeah. reclaim it. And yeah, I'm a bitch. If you mean by bitch, I'm powerful and I have my own opinion. I'm going to go after what I want and I'm not going to sit against the wall and let you run my life for me. I guess I am a bitch. But I, I think I that, <laughs> but I think that instantly if a woman gains traction and has a career or a business or a voice of her own like we look at that environmentalist Greta who's in her teens and instead of like trying to have conversations about what she's bringing to the forefront and stuff like that instantly she was called a bitch and this is a young girl it's caring about the environment and we instantly read things about her being a bitch and a bitch this and a bitch that because she's passionate about the environment and won't shut up and sit against the wall and I, I see that happen to so many women in my life. And I think that if women really refuse to be stabbed by that word and back down, there can be so yeah. many more leaders in this world, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I've, I was actually reading as well, like even like this kind of cross section of bitch, witch cause I do feel like it's overlapped quite a bit is that like culturally we were taught to not trust the women are culturally conditioned to not trust other women. And I feel like sometimes even with like um, other people, even if it's a woman in power, that's like really doing great and on fire that people will go and search like from her history. And I feel like we probably do that to men as well, but they'll go and search and find a reason that she's a bitch so that they could like discredit her and not have to like be like, yeah, she's a rock star. She's amazing, you know? Um, so I find that really interesting, but I, I am on board, like before we bring in Sarah here in just a moment, I'm totally on board, like with everything that I've learned and like reading books this last week or so, um, about the energy of the witch and how this is really awakening in, in women and how there is this really divine remembering, um, of them. There's definitely things called the witch's wound that a lot of women have from being either killed in previous lifetimes for using cards or for just being a woman that's powerful, you know, or just being a woman. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's a lot of that going on or even having other women in our, in our line, right? Like in our, in our, you know, dating back many generations that were a part of that. And there is, 
this this part of us to be healed that there's so many women that they don't consciously understand it but they have this fear of really showing up and being powerful of of really kind of tuning into that intuition and that wisdom that they are actually sort of programmed to to have it's one of their the superpowers of of women you know when they're when they're just born it's just their birthright and so many women have this fear that they can't necessarily name or they don't know how it got there but yet it's there and it's time to cut that fucking shit out because we need women more than ever <laughs> give less fucks and like do their thing and and get on this boat and come have fun and change the world with us so on that note let's bring in sarah because i feel like um mm. she's she's definitely on our boat <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. Can you Hello. hear me? I had a little bit of a technical issue. Okay, cool. Yes. Hi. Hello, beautiful. Hi. How are you guys? So I didn't even introduce you yet, but okay. give us like, give us the 60 second version of like, who you are. She's definitely one of my best friends that I just feel like I just want my best friends all together selfishly. Well, I'm like, honored to be here. And I'm honored to be like we're on a date with you, Sarah. Go ahead and That's give us a right. All right. So I'm 37. <laughs> um, I'm really into healing and beauty. <laughs> so I've I've been in the beauty industry for a long ass time, but I've been in the healing industry since I was about 19 as a massage therapist. Um, that's when I started learning about the power I had and also about how some man ca men can't handle it. Mm. Um, I definitely had to reevaluate how I was going to heal based off me being a massage therapist. I was being discriminated against a lot by people that I saw as peers, like men that I may have been or may not have been interested in, you know, like friends and people making comments about like what I did my own dad made a comment once kind of trying to joke around, but I did not think it was funny. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard to be taken seriously as a healer. Um, when you are a woman, well, I think anybody that's considered, considers themselves a healer. If you are not, um, a doctor, then they laugh at you. And, um, I just knew that that wasn't the route I was supposed to go down. And, the route I took has led me into so many insights for myself and so much self-healing that I'm grateful I took this route. Um, but I 100% agree. It's when women have any type of power, she's a bitch. Like, look at, um, I'm going to butcher her name, Araceli something Ortiz. Okay, who? what is her name? Because I'm horrible. AOC. We'll call her AOC because we're AOC. also white. <laughs> I'm also bad not knowing her full name because I feel like this woman needs a shrine at my house. Like, she's amazing. <laughs> she's got such balls. And I am so impressed with how she just says, I'm not going to back down. And what you said didn't hurt me, but it's still not okay to talk to women like that. And having a daughter isn't an excuse to treat women that way. But I mean, even mm. looking back to like the word hysterical, how that was like the woman, mm. only women were hysterical. And it's because they needed a hysterectomy to get rid of the hysteria because they thought that our uterus was making us crazy. So that mm. alone shows you the fear that's out there with a powerful woman. Mm. Um, 
I want to get your opinion on something because I feel like as well that because everything has been so masculinized in culture and because women were kept out of like the business world, like all of these different things and you being a fellow business woman, um, I feel as though the way that we're meant and taught to approach business is all of this masculine side. Yes. And even like looking at things like, um, you know, this is going to sound super unrelated at first, but like the period, right? Like how women have a period and how it's been seen mm -hmm. as like a negative and how it, it it's has negative influence on you or how you show up or how you act. And it's just like, well, whose fucking opinion is that? Probably the opinion of a man. And we were taught that. And so I've been getting mm -hmm. very interested and I feel like you were as well, like about the cycle sinking thing of understanding the cycle of the moon, the season of our own period. Well, once I have one again, when I'm not breastfeeding, <laughs> um, but like actually seeing it as understanding the energy of nature and of my own body, which is a part of nature. And how mm -hmm. can I tune into that and not just follow the, the way of doing it, right? That a man has put out there and told us is the right way. So what do you think about that girl? Well, that is loaded. Um, I know that the first like business class I ever took outside of college that was with the SBDC, which I respect them so much and they've helped my business so much. But the Small Business Development Center, when I went there one day, the very first class I took, they asked me why I was in business. And I'm like, I'm in business to help heal people. I want to empower other women. I want to bring about a good positive change and self-esteem. And they're like, wrong. You're in this <laughs> business. You are in this business to make money everybody's in this business to make money. And I was like, no, I'm really not. And they're like, yeah, you are. They're like, if you're not, you're lying to yourself. And I was like, but why does it have to have to do with money? And they're like, cause if you don't make money, you can't run. I'm like, yeah, but that's still not why I'm in it. Like, that's a fact. I need the money because this is the system we're in and I need the money to make it happen. But like, I mean, in reality, that's not my goal. And that just tells you overall, that's, I mean, outside of patriarchy, that's just the way capitalism is ran. And that's the way that a lot of people are thinking right now, especially I'm gonna go on a tangent with this whole like mask thing. Do it. People people not wanting to wear their fucking masks. You guys, people are driving me fucking nuts. You're driving me nuts. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to scream. Okay. Um, it's okay. Don't be You're allowed to scream there. We can all scream together. <laughs> You're just making us lock down longer. Um, <laughs> But um, people, I have, I don't even know where I was going with that. There was a reason why I brought that up, but um, you know, people just, they, they have, Oh, that's what I was going to say is that there's a big push to open businesses because we're worried about the economy. And from me as a business owner, I'm in a service industry. I'm more concerned about the health and well-being of the women that I work on, the women I work with, um, the women that work for me and myself. And I'm not as concerned about the dollars. Like, yes, I do want to stay open. Yes, I don't want to give up my dream. But do I want to put anybody at risk while I'm doing that? No. So wear your fucking mask so I can open up my business. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that drives me nuts is that people think that, like, it's just a train of thought. And so their train of thought is, 
open up businesses and open up them now and open up schools right now. But I also don't want to wear a mask. And it's like the same freaking people that are saying that stuff because just be patient, have kindness, show grace to the people that need it. Give us all some time to heal. We just need a little bit of time to heal right now. We need to bring these numbers down so then we can responsibly go out without a mask. You can't go responsibly without a mask yet, you guys. It's not how it works. So, girl, before we keep going on this, because I feel like we could keep going on this all day, I want to know, like, how, what your relationship with the term witch has been, like, just in terms of, like, have you had a reaction to it? Do, do you, did you have that experience where I had where it, it, you almost had sort of like a fear or wanted to keep it at a distance? Like, what are, you, what yeah. are your thoughts about it? I didn't even think about embracing it, honestly, until like you brought it up the other day and you were like, basically it was a healer's Holocaust. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. That's, yeah. it, you're right. Like they, I mean, the Holocaust, obviously so many other, more people were murdered, but it, in the, it, not to take away the severity of that, but a hundred percent, it was massacring women that had, um, had healing gifts and wanted to give back to the world. Now, does that mean sat Satanists don't exist? Yeah, they exist. But like, just because you're doing a spell or something doesn't mean anything. And now I didn't even realize I was a witch or doing anything like that until you brought it up. And then I realized, oh my God, not only am I using <laughs> lotions, potions, and serums in my esthetician business to make people look youthful so that they don't <laughs> age, which is a very witty thing to do, but um, the moon ceremonies that we do to try to manifest mm. the life that we want and bring in the energy, the positive energy that we want, um, the essential oils, the, the crystals that we use to try to bring about that positive energy and hold on to that energy. And I think it's just so wrong to say everything's all negative in that, in that aspect. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good witches. I mean, even in uh, the wizard of Oz, there was Glenda the good witch, right? They even, well, the other one, haven't you ever seen wicked where Alphaba yeah. is actually like the shit and she's like super powerful, oh, but oh, of course, powerful women are bad, evil bitches and witches. This will never I was like, do I, <laughs> I'm going to do karaoke. We're going to do a karaoke break guys. We'll be right back. I love wicked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to mention something that came to mind as you were talking about like the ma whole mask situation and the thoughts that make complete sense to reopen the economy and businesses. It's about let's wear a mask. Like, let's see. And, but instantly in my head, I'm like, God, people will think that's all so weak and that's so feminine and that's a woman being yeah. la da about it and we just gotta we just gotta pile through it people are gotta gonna die we just gotta accept that and open businesses and we don't listen to women because we assume it's a weak suggestion when it's filled with kindness when it's love it's you know either too feminine too gay but it makes a lot of fucking sense and i think you as, yeah as you as a woman if you said it it'd be like oh she's a woman she doesn't get it yeah and, and, and you know, the beauty field that I'm in, so aesthetics, hairstyling, nails, predominantly women in those fields, all of them out of work, you know, and we're the ones that are getting the shit end of the stick because we are out of work. We all work on people. A lot of women work on people, work touching people, close quarters mm -hmm. with people, like because one of our big gifts is connecting for a majority, I mean, not a majority, but a lot of women connect really well. And 
we are the ones that are being hurt the most by this because we're not allowed to touch anybody. Now, does that mean I want to go out and touch people? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just trying to find other witchy ways to like enhance my skills so that I can help them from afar, like distance mm. healing and things like that. So yes, that's what I'm trying to embrace to give back, to continue helping the women that I can't be with right now. You, you know, know what's interesting, girl, is like I just got a text and someone was like asking me about if I taught Reiki and they were wanting to do the distance healing part of Reiki. And my immediate thing was like, mm, yeah, like I could, but I don't really teach it a lot. But I'm just like, maybe I should take that as a sign. You should. From the universe. <laughs> I, we need a yeah, more distance healing Reiki courses because all of our, all the healers, everybody who has a light inside of them that they have a drive to help heal. That is a great modality for them to utilize once they feel comfortable using it. Um, I think the hardest part is that that's usually later on, right? Like master Reiki. So that's what I'm working towards because I was told that distance learning is when you're like a master Reiki practitioner. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any way oh, to learn yeah, it sooner. No. You just is there any way to attunement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, honestly, girl, let me just break this down because I feel like also all of us can do it already. And I think that it's a part of our culture and we all feel we feel like we need certifications and all, like we've been conditioned to feel like that. And I honestly believe that like we in our nature, like that we're already able to do those things. And I think it's totally fine to get the education and to feel empowered by it, but to not think that we need it because that when someone attunes you to Reiki, it's really just your own mind sort of getting on board with what you've been conditioned to do that someone else is giving you yeah. the power to do that that you didn't already have. And I feel like that's another thing that we all need to like really start looking hard at. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Ashley, real quick, can, yes. you, ask, can you ask Solange or can you bring up that comment by Brittany Hall on our feed? I think it's really oh, yeah. an interesting and solid comment right there. Oh, oh. Yes. That. Can you see it too, Sarah? Yeah. yeah. This, uh, so for the people that are going to be listening later that won't be able to see us, it says the idea of the evil witch is a is a colonialist patriarchal stereotype. Yeah, it, I completely agree. Growing yeah. up, I grew up in a neighborhood that was like a lot of Christians and a lot of um, Christian. It was a very high Christian community, you know, like it was cool to be Christian and which you know, good, good. I'm not saying anything bad about that, but there was a pressure <laughs> not to see Christianity at all. Um, but there was a, a lot of pressure to not take part in other things. Mm -hmm. And me personally, my family was atheist, but I was going to Christian church and learning about it because that's my whole group of friends were super Christian. And, um, you know, going through that, I remember there was this point where two of my girlfriends were hanging out. They were having a slumber party and they decided to experiment and like do like a witch circle. One of my mom's friends lived near them, straight up called my mom and was like, hey, just FYI, your, your daughter's friends that she goes to church with are doing a Satan circle right now. Like they're doing a witch circle. <laughs> oh my God. So my mom was like scared of me going over there. And let me tell you, my mom was not, she wasn't religious or anything, but she just like, let me know. And I was like, that's kind of crazy that like anybody cares, 
Like they're like, they were seriously like seventh grade and having a circle with crystals and a candle, I think, outside. <laughs> because just like, squash it. The power. Well, <laughs> it, it is powerful when women gather. And it's like, who taught them that? Who taught them that women gathering, no matter what their age is, and I feel like I'm getting like confirmation chills like that, is something to be afraid of. Yeah. Probably a fucking man. And some men are awesome. You're an awesome man. And I love you. you. Awesome my husband man. is awesome. And I know yeah. there's a lot of awesome men. But there's also a lot of men that are afraid of women that are fucking powerful. So um, I know, Sarah, we're going to be like bringing in Crystal right oh, now. Cool. All right. I love you very much. I love I'm you glad that you're here. Thank you. Can't wait to see you again. I know, and not give you guys a hug. <laughs> Ashley we'll and I do very, we do very, very awkward, extreme air hugs. We I try to, through, <laughs> yeah. We just like go like this, Aww. awkwardly. But anyway, I love you. I love you guys. Hey, I hope I see you guys soon. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Bye. Take care. So I'm gonna bring in Crystal. Um, we didn't get a chance to, we'll let Crystal introduce herself because I feel like she is, hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh oh, can't oh, hear you I, She's muted, she's I'm muted. Good. That was my fault. There you are, hello. Hello guys, how uh, are you? I love just staring at you, Crystal, and I don't mean that like in a degrading way. In you a just great way? <laughs> Not in like a rapey way, like in a totally <laughs> enamored by your beauty. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm really good. I'm really good. I started my day off um, with pleasure first, which I usually do. It's kind of like my secret to being everything that I am and feeling super yummy. And then I was able to just kind of take my time and ease into this moment and oh, be so thankful to be here with you guys sharing the space. So it feels really good. I got my incense and my candles going, Ooh. keeping it super witchy this morning. <laughs> girl. Crystal, can you give us a quick, beautiful lowdown on you? Like uh, what you're all mm -hmm. about, what you're into right now, just the, the whole crystal breakdown for everyone that yes. is not aware of yet. Sure, yeah. Um, so I am a sex, soul, and shadow guide. That's mm -hmm. what I'm into right now. I've actually been working in energy as starting in Reiki mastering, which you guys were talking about before, um, oh, for almost two decades now. And <clears throat> I found myself enjoying that and knowing that it was my calling to help to heal the things and the shadows that were on the planet, but it really was just a lot of shadow work and energy clearing as opposed to doing it through pleasure. So I knew I wanted to find a new way to fill that space in me because as a, as a person, just in my nature, I want to choose pleasure over pain um, and choose vulnerability and feel good about it and uncover my heart and choose the feminine path and the feminine energy rather than um, that, like, just the deep, dark, closed down kind of stuff where we're just dealing with the problems, which we do in the work that I do. But um, I wanted pleasure to be the portal to that healing process. So mm. what better way than sex? Mm, right? <laughs> you 
Can you explain sex magic? Because I feel like this has been coming up like in multiple conversations. You know how things just like hit you all at once, like by the universe when it's time for you to know something. Can you like maybe break down sex magic and how there maybe there's like a witchy connection, right? With like the female <laughs> orgasm and um, <clears throat> there is so much information on sex magic me personally sex is my magic okay so that is how this sex is my modality it is the way that i'm helping people move energy through their body and dissolve mm. the blockages and shadows um this is how i show up to the world so i I know what you're talking about as far as sex magic, the philosophy, but I haven't dug into that. For me, whatever your version is, girl. Yeah. But, your yeah. version. Yeah. Or you yeah. could be like, it is actually this. Like, I am here for everything you have to share because I know that you are very magical and wise. Mm. Uh, well, it's just a reflection of you for real. <laughs> so, Crystal, <laughs> real quick, what is your automatic reaction to those two words that we're talking about? Bitch yes. and witch. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, let's so in my body, bitch, kind uh -huh. of, um, I don't really like it. Okay. Yeah, it makes my body tense, offended. Um, I feel objectified. Mm. And um, witch feels highly powerful yes. and aligned and um, delicious. <laughs> and I love that. And it, it's so weird how society has kind of delegated negatives to both, but in your journey and like your own business and stuff like that, how many times have people labeled you just a bitch for being assertive or having an opinion? Have you had that experience or have you been able to neatly evade it? What's your experience with being a woman that's in her own magic and starting her own business? Have people tried to degrade you with that? Great question. Uh, so no one really calls me a bitch to my face. <laughs> <laughs> a part of my magical process actually is that I've always been really people pleasing. And so people aren't, um, inspired to say that about me but who knows if they're saying it behind my back and they might be saying it more now um <laughs> because the people pleasing piece is like beautifully working itself out yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean when you're a healer you want to show up to people you know and mm. that takes that takes a lot of consciousness for someone else but you know, at some point in the journey, I have more recently, actually, when I when I incorporated um, pleasure and sex in the teachings, it, it started to dissolve. That stuff started to dissolve out of my system, and I was ready to take back. And I am taking back, and I am in already the own spotlight of my own life. So it's not about these people and what they're how I can please. It's how I can serve. Then there's a difference. Um, so to go back to the, oh, so the bitch being called one, I have always found an aversion, like when, when friends are saying it, we say it to each other as women or in, you know, um, just in friendships, mostly with my gay friends, right? It's like, hey, bitch. And there has been something, and I'm not really sure, I haven't dug deep into my body, but I can feel every time it happens, I'm like, ooh, like, let us call each other 
beautiful beings made of light instead, right? <laughs> I love that. It's going to be a longer greedy, but I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing that we were saying earlier is like how we have the witch wound. Do we also have, I didn't say this earlier, but do we have a bitch wound as Ooh, well? That's a really great question. Because like we honor animals and if like female animals are bitches and i'm like and we honor animals and like even like being the witch we have these like the spirit animals that we can work with and mm -hmm. it's sort of like the wildness of it and so it's really kind of got me thinking that i'm just like oh i think at the kind of the core of the word or maybe the word at the vibrational level maybe there's like something there that if we heal that bitch wound <laughs> i don't know what do you think i think ashley just really wants to use the word bitch in a positive manner now so she's really going for it <laughs> that's the magic that's the magic flip the fucking script around right? in your system yes thank you but, but real quick crystal now that you're going down this very you, you seem like you're just really like in tune with this power you're tapping into like really working the sexual angle the pleasure angle have people been weirded out and more labeled you a witch or kooky or far out there maybe not to your face but like you know behind your back like oh god this what's the fuck's crystal doing now you know history <laughs> like you know what i mean like because you have a very specific thing that you've tuned into you know and you live like also want to talk about the town you live in that has like lineage and heritage and all kinds of but have people start to look at you or try to label you as like a weirdo or a witch or a freak mm -hmm. thank you mm -hmm. thank you so much for that question um so yeah first it was myself <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Actually, <laughs> first it was my people-pleasing self that worried about these labels, and I gave them all to myself, and I faced them, and I said, "Are you ready?" Um, and I, I also want to say that in the community that I'm in, where we practice <clears throat> the erotic blueprints, um, in understanding like what feeds your body, and this is how we get into that pleasure portal. There are hundreds of coaches and we all, not all, because some are just like, this is what I'm born for. I wanted to be Dr. Ruth since I was born, you know? Um, but there's so much of that. There's so much of, I'm going to be ostracized or seen differently. It really is called like in our community, a coming out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, yes. and. From speaking of what Sarah was talking about earlier, um, so we lived literally like four blocks from each other growing up, and we went to school together. And I was with her in these churches. <laughs> really? Yes. We went to. I'm pretty sure we went to the same church in our junior high years. And well, I mean, we other than that, we spent time as friends, but. That is where it, the beauty of that for me is where my spiritual journey began, my conscious spiritual journey, um, because the questions were now able to be asked and answered in ways that weren't comfortable in my system. So then I moved forward and onward. Um, but yeah, so we came from this space or I came from this space as well from, you know, very religious uh, family and community. And some of those people are still hanging around. You know what I mean? They know they're on my Facebook and, and on my social media or in my family and talking to my mom and all this stuff. And it's like, 
there, there has been the, um, I just can't do it. I just can't watch her. Oh. And so it's been oh. amazing. Yes. I just, That's you know, how you know you're on the right path. <laughs> yes. And you have to embrace the repelling of the non-vibrational match, right? Like, hey, you aren't a vibrational match to me in this ascension. And I, yes, I was a people pleaser, but I'm not here to please you. I'm here to express and unfold what my soul is here to do. So you got to embrace that repelling. And it's, it's, you know, it's something in the body for sure. But um, for me at this point to be totally authentic, it's yeah, still you something. And, you and I had that private discussion, you know, last week and we're both, you know, I think all three of us are going through learning, unfortunately or fortunately, who's not the vibrational match. And if people are gonna get weirded out by you, attending to your life's calling that's their own prerogative and i love that yeah. you're grabbing onto that and ashley real quick you know we had you coming yeah. out about hot smoking the other week are you ready to come out as a witch yet <laughs> oh yeah i feel like that was already a given with sarah okay. like All right. realizing that like she was like i didn't know until ashley told me but yeah you know it's funny like I was like, oh my God, like it's just earth magic and working with things from the earth. I was like, yeah, I'm totally a witch. And then I did get a reading because I love receiving readings as well. And they were actually like, yeah, your guides are saying that they you need, you need to be a little bit more witchy and own that a little bit more. And, and so, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like though they corrected and they said that I was more of a magician because I'm working with star magic as well as earth magic. And I don't know if that's sort of like the thing that I'm going to claim all the time. But I mean, I feel like my clients were labeling me a witch long before I was claiming that. Well, one more, <laughs> one more thing I want to ask you about coming out with, because, uh, and maybe Crystal, you can walk us through. We both did, the, is it sexual blueprint? Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, yeah. Erotic blueprint quiz. Erotic blueprint. So Lodge can, and drop this in the comments. For those of you that are watching live, you guys have got to take this because it is really interesting. So look in the comments and do it. So tell people what it is that we did with this little erotic blueprint quiz. Sure. Yeah, so um, the creator of the erotic blueprints, her name is Jaya Ma, and she has been a studying she was born wanting to be dr ruth <laughs> yeah. and she's been working in this field of sexuality uh sexology and as a sex educator for two decades and for a long time um, she's dropped into Tantra, which is also sex magic as well. That's where I um, really kind of thought I was going to drop in. And then I found the erotic blueprints instead. And I said, no, this is how I want to go about it. Mm. So uh, she started in Tantra and then moved into sexological body working and really helping people try to dismantle or stop feeling shame around their sexuality one, because that's the first thing that we all need mm. to deal with as a culture and um, individually, just period. Yeah. And that's why the Austers, Austers, never mind, I'm not even gonna try to say it. <laughs> that's why people are, are doing the like, I can't goodbye. It's because of their shame in their body when they see it brought to them. Oh my God, that makes me feel so weird. Like, I don't even wanna think about my sexuality because I carry shame in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be talking about it either. So it's bizarre, but anyway. So the um, 
Well, I mean, it's not bizarre. It's valid. Shame is valid. But we can assist shame and listen to these shadows. So Jaya was, you know, trucking along and doing awesome work, but not receiving hardcore results. Like people would say, yeah, I'll do the work. Uh, but the processing wasn't getting through all the way. So finally she dug in, just to make this a shorter story, she dug in and created the erotic blueprints after, through all of her studies of years and years and years of this work. And she also added in some really beautiful uh, processes to, to the erotic blueprint breakthrough course that I provide that is, uh, it's real deep shadow work. And, and releasing of, of and integrating the things that are getting in our way. So the erotic blueprints show up and now it's kind of like, if you've heard of the five love languages, mm. possibly, where you take this quiz and then you are able to get a better idea and hold a map now around how to feed your body erotically. Um, because, you know, if you want spaghetti and someone's feeding you fish every day, it's not going to be yummy and you're going to want to even not eat it. <laughs> I love that analogy. I was, in your head, I was trying to figure out what you were thinking in your head as you were saying that. But real quick, I want to go over some results. So I did it and I'm going to have to work with you because I was a little disheartened by my results because I'm 23% sensual. 20% shapeshifter, 20% kinky, 20% sensual, 16.67% energetic. So I was like, damn, like, I don't feel like I'm enough of anything. <laughs> but real quick, my friend Ashley over here, you had resounding results in one certain category, right? You were 30.43% what again? Kinky. Kinky. Yeah. That was so surprising to me. I... I found that surprising. I was like, really? Not well, me. I think surprising not and not surprising at the same time. I did not find <laughs> <I'm thinking>. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no. I was like, why? <laughs> because A, kinky and energetic, they live pretty close together most of the time. Mm. Not all the time. Everybody's individual. But, um, you know, you obviously present as an energetic being, I feel. Or maybe, you know, that's my own reflection and my own lens, but I can feel you on that in that space. And, totally. and I mean, kinks, like, they love the difference. They love to be a little different because kink, the, the baseline of kink is taboo, whatever is taboo. So uh, oh, let us stand out. a rebel. Let us Yeah, I guess so. Spirit. Yes, totally. Totally. So, and real quick, you're, I think I was watching, I watch you all the time because you just have such a presence. I watch you whenever like I'm leaving work and stuff like that. What is the category that uh, you, I don't necessarily want to say are or the, the highest percentage you are in that blueprint? Yeah, thank you. Um, so actually this is the most beautiful part about this is once you start doing the work, you start um, to expand into other blueprints. And you'll find yourself uh, shifting through the blueprints based on the work you're doing and where you want to go. Or sometimes you're not even intentionally headed that way, but it starts to pop up and arise in you. So I started this journey as a shapeshifter, which I want to go back to, James, on you for that piece. Yeah. Um, you have sensual and shapeshifter. And then you said something very important, which was, I felt like I wasn't enough. Mm. That's going to be it. An interesting piece. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so
So I started this journey as a shapeshifter and it brought me to that. I thought I was coming in very energetic. I wanted to do the whole like sex and God thing, right? Like transcendental orgasms, taking me to different planets. Let's do that vibe. And <laughs> I learned that my body had a lot to say around that. And um, it was like a shapeshifter wants all of the things. So it wants kink, it wants sexual blueprint, it wants sensual blueprint, and it wants the energetic blueprint. Uh, but I was mostly in shadow because I was scared of being too much or not enough. Mm. scared of taking up mm. too much space, uh, which I'm not anymore, as you can see. I'll take up all the space I want here. Just so you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, a little bit, but anyway. You're not at all, and I love you for that. <laughs> um, so I was more in shadow of Shapeshifter. My body did want to experience all the things, but I've recently... I just took the test again or the quiz again yesterday. I don't really like to use that word uh, test. That's a little bit much. Um, so the quiz or assessment and uh, I have graduated. I feel graduated into a kinky energetic blueprint, which I'm sharing now with you, Ashley. I feel like if I'm the same as crystal, like that is like, that makes me feel like it's special in some way <laughs> if it's similar to her. Although I feel like I feel like I don't anything related to the body. I am definitely learning that I am more like held back there, and so I, that's I think why I'm leaning into it because I tend to lean into the things that. I kind of resist or feel uncomfortable with. I lean in. See, there's the kink. That's the taboo. Because it's, <laughs> it's a little dangerous. It's a little dangerous. Like, okay, if something scares mm. me, I'm going for it. It's outside of the box and it's rebellious. Yeah. So I know Solange dropped some links where everyone can find Crystal. But for those that may find us on the podcast, can you give everyone a little bit of information where to track you down and like, you know, you uh, use the tools you have to go on the journey themselves? Any certain websites or groups? Thank you, Solange. Oh, my gosh. Is that Solange? It's gorgeous, huh? Mm -hmm. Holy Moly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. How is this game? Hey, girl. Surrounded by a couple of beautiful bitches and witches. And it's like, <laughs> great man. You should be jealous. But where can I find you? Totally. Like, how do I get up on that? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah. You, you guys, y'all, anybody can drop in. You can find me on my website, um, which is dearsoul.com. And you can contact me through there. There's a lot of yummy information around all my offerings on the about page. So you can dig into that. And then there's also um, the Facebook group. And that's really fun. So I want to encourage everybody to just kind of be, come and be a part of the community there. Mm, um, if you're wanting yeah. to, you know, start to release shame and integrate shadows around your sexuality, the conversation is happening and it's a safe place for all of these people who are wanting to kind of start to unravel that stuff and be conscious in their sexuality and start making like pleasure the fucking priority 
That's right, girl. Yeah, so that's uh, Dear Soul Inclusive because that exclusive stuff is batshit crazy. That's bullshit, right? And I love (laughs) that. Yeah, I love that. We are connected. Let's just get real. We're all connected, so. But Krista, I do look forward to you joining us many more times, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love this play so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much, baby. And you just keep rocking with your magic fully out. Take up all the goddamn space you want. And I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be hitting you up about exploring my own damn blueprint. <laughs> yes. Crystal, because everyone knows that James is a very well-endowed man. So oh, feels no. like he's not enough. With his yeah. blueprint, when I feel like most people are like, oh, too, that's a little too much for me. No, for real. <laughs> and it was so fun. I haven't thought about it in years. And we started having this little conversation about his blueprints. And he brings it up just to kind of, cl- not, you know, just clarifying the experiences that he's having. And that visual came back. And I was like, holy so true. So, do you know? Because you like you worked at Joe's Crab Shack with him at some point, right? Yes, totally. That place has so so much connection. (laughs) So when we hold on, he doesn't want me to tell the story. I want to tell the story. (laughs) You hush for a second, James. He doesn't want me to tell it. Carmen, I see you on there, and I agree. Okay, go on. So. I had to, a guest complained about James's penis (laughs) because he is known to not wear underwear and he has a very prominent penis and he comes and talks to tables and they're sitting down and then here it comes. (laughs) I cut him in there and so I had to explain and that was like the most awkward thing is like a new like flex hourly manager, whatever they've called it to, they don't teach you how to <laughs> apologize to your kids about a penis. You're welcome I can talk experience. to them about their crab or their welcome. garlic muscles being too garlicky. I made you but... a better leader. I made you a problem solver. So you can thank me, you kinky bitch. By the way, you're the one time your mom comes to listen to us. This is the time we decide to talk about my penis. <laughs> Ashley's mom's on right now. Yeah. And she said, TMI. <laughs> and this. Oh. Brittany thinks it's funny. Yeah. 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 I think it's someone you want to have on her as well. <laughs> She's Brittany. amazing. True, true. I love how <laughs> we got the most comments when we started talking about James's penis. So I just want to know, like, that I think you need to lead with your penis a little bit more so that we could get fucking famous with all of this. So Amen. I think you need to just no. be full Hold body. On. Like, just <laughs> This kinky, and I'm gonna use the word bitch. We're at the anti the other day, and I showed up in shorts wearing underwear. And the first thing she said when I walked up, she goes, You know, if we're gonna get more viewers for our podcast, you're gonna need to lead with that penis. And I was like, <laughs> JT, please. I'm in it's got to be like, and please, whenever I am on, I want that to be the first visual. So here you are, James. In the middle. <laughs> I just want the cock shot. A second camera. A second camera. <laughs> I'll have a separate. Start making it talk. You can say, presenting Crystal, the sex shadow and soul guide out of your penis. That would be. <laughs> so launch your throw. I think we just got next week's topic. No. That is not- <laughs> 
<laughs> but Crystal, thank you so much before this went off the rails. <laughs> We're down the hole. We're down the rabbit hole. For sure. but we'll, we'll be seeing your face uh, at the round table again soon, right, babe? A yes, definitely. Amen. <laughs> right, Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, baby. Hi, Crystal. All right, guys. Stay wicked. See you later. <laughs> Bye. You. <laughs> okay you know what anyone that knows you in real life this is not a surprise to you so you can we might it. as well bring in everybody else on what what you know no, people in real life talk about with you on with that moment <laughs> all right you kinky witch but and you can't tell me that you don't sometimes have these provocative Facebook. Oh, you guys should follow him on Facebook. Oh my God. Just to go ahead and start. Actually, Solange, if you could drop our group, this is how you can find him on Facebook as well. Just go ahead and start by joining our group. Um, yeah, all you got to do is come on Facebook and go to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable. And you could easily find James and ask him any so questions I, that you have. I think we need to get teams. back to more serious <laughs> topics from here on out because when we're talking about forgiveness <laughs> and we're talking about <laughs> sexual assault, this will not be coming up. But anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> what? <laughs> how how are you feeling about the word bitch now? Do you still find it an empowering word? Do you kind? Of, I kind of understood what Crystal was bringing up. How it can be like this negative, derogatory thing. And AOC was, you know, bringing up like, "How dare you talk to women like that?" So I think it there is this fine line to that word, where mm. you know, you and I call each other bitch all the time, like "Hey, bitch," but I almost like want to pull it from my vocabulary. What are your thoughts on that? I'm not planning to pull it from my vocabulary because okay. I feel like it's all about the intention behind okay. it, and so I feel like if if like men are using it as a way of like tearing a woman down and making her less than and trying to take away her power, I personally take responsibility for doing my own work and I take responsibility for my reaction to things. And so I always see that if I have a reaction to someone calling me a bitch or, you know, things like that, then it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for your service so that I know I'm going to do more work around it to where that doesn't trigger me, that I have something to let go of or some beliefs around myself, that it is time to shift so that that doesn't even affect me. And so I feel like we always talk about not taking things personally or the four agreements. So I would rather just kind of like come into a neutral state with it. And if I have my own understanding of what really the vibration and the frequency of the word means for me, like I don't feel a need to kind of shift anything that I'm doing. Cause like you always say, my side of the street is clear over here with bitches and witches and all that shit. See, and I, I want to, I, cause I want to respect both sides. I think that if a woman is being interpreted as a bitch because she's a go-getter and she's going for it and she has a voice, like inhale that word. Yeah, I'm going to be a bitch then because I'm not going to stop just because you want to degrade me. But at the same time, like the whole speech that AOC gave on that congressman calling her mm. a bitch was really, I think it was a congressman, but that was really powerful. So like it is, I guess you're totally correct with the intention, but the word witch Again, I think it needs to be freed up. I think it needs to not carry these negative connotations, especially in the the healing and community. I think it's a beautiful word. I, from what I know, from what I was taught, the whole 
practice of Inuits or the the Wiccan culture is beautiful and gorgeous. So I'm really excited oh, yeah. you're you're exploring that. And I'm here for it, girl. Kinky, kinky little witch. <laughs> and so JT was even saying as well that intention is the heart of witchcraft, which I completely agree with because I feel like that's all that you're really doing is that when I'm engaging in crystals or oils or candles and saying things out loud, like speaking things into existence, that these physical objects that are here on the earth plane are just helping me to keep my attention and intention really focused and, and kind of in line with that same vibration to hold that vibration there by doing something in a ritualistic way, we're really holding the, the frequency and the vibration of it so that we can manifest it. And so I feel like for the most part, if any, anyone that's manifesting is being a fucking witch. So yeah. um, I think that releasing the shame around it, releasing the conditioning around it, um, I feel like that is a lot of the work for all of us now because your dogs are barking. completely being lit they, up. They that. don't agree. They're really <laughs> against it. No, but, um, but go ahead, babe. But I think what I'm what I'm saying is like the reason that I really want women in particular to see if they have a reaction to this word and take a look at it is it's really like going them healing that is really going to be the thing that gets them out of their own way to do what they came here to do because everyone came here with a certain gift that they're meant to be sharing. And most of the gifts that women have, they do really need to be powerful and seen and different and really in the space of being a healer to do what they came here to do. And their healing of this wound is really critical right now like this is the time this is the time your alarm clock's going off witches bitches yeah. well, <laughs> well, for me, i just want to say like i am a man that that both prays and believes in the power of spell i believe it's the same thing it is intention and i i am a man that mm -hmm. prays every morning and every night i believe i have a connection with a higher power of my understanding and i believe very much in the principles of Wiccan and Wicca, and I don't think they contradict one another. I think they're on the same mm -hmm. plateau. So I think if you're on a spiritual journey and you get into things like cards or spells or understanding herbs and uh, herbs and uh, crystals and stuff like that, you both can come into alignment. You know, you don't have to separate mm -hmm. the two in my spiritual journey. Like mm -hmm. they both come to alignment with one another. And women, step fully into your power. And men, too, step fully into your power. Don't let these stupid, stupid archetypes that were set up for us dictate us fully coming into our power. Hell yeah. I think that's a perfect place to end. And we hope that you guys will keep joining us. We mm. hope that you'll add us on Spotify, listen to the, the playlist. There's already six episodes on there along with a really good introduction episode, which I thought was really fun just to like talk about what this is all about and the, the things that we're going to be doing here um join our group like if you want to be like one of our guests on here like please 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 tell us um but anyway bye everybody we'll see bye. you next love you Probably at a different time but we'll be oh here. yeah real quick we're please join our facebook page if you're hearing this on spotify if you're watching this live please join our facebook page because we are looking at a time change to get more people interactive with us at once yes yes the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable on Facebook. All right. Yeah.
Peace out, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>